When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. One of the heroes just walked into the room, Mayor Rudolph Giuliani. He was in office that day, and uh, but uh, and so we're so thankful you were in office that day. How are you? I'm good. Good putting up with uh, what's going on. And today, of course, today is a day of very, very difficult feelings. Uh, some of them very, very depressing and very horrible things to remember, and some of them very, uh, um, very uplifting. I mean, many times I've said it was the worst day and the best day. And some people criticize you for saying the best day. How could it be the best day? Because of the tremendous heroism and the resiliency and the ability of people to fight back. Or um, it depends on what you're thinking about. Like sometimes I'll think about the um, construction workers that showed up around 5 o'clock at night. All of a sudden, I'm standing there with a group of firefighters and police officers and my commissioners. And I see the uh, maybe... 100 men walking toward the site, and I uh, can't quite figure out who they are. And I go up to the guy in the front, and I said, what, what are you doing here? Well, we're, we're, we're working on construction sites nearby, and we're coming to help out. And I said, well, you have no uniforms, and you have no – he said, yeah, but we're strong, and we can lift things. Mm. And I gave him over to the firefighters, and the firefighters put him to work. And um, things like things like that, or the, or the firefighters who put the flag up. That immediately evoked Iwo Jima. You know, it, it, it kind of said to you, can this generation handle it? And now you see this generation doing exactly what their fathers and, and grandfathers did. Yeah. Basically say, we're going to fight back. And then, and then, you know, today as I was walking out and I was feeling kind of good, <laughs> you look at the names, particularly the names you don't know. And I say to myself, oh, my goodness, and I, I probably know as many as anyone would of the people who, who died. And there's so many I didn't know. These poor people, their lives just taken away. Impossible to explain. The guy's an accountant. He's delivering a meal. He's uh, the head of a company. He's uh, there for, to pay a bill, and he's dead for reasons having nothing to do with him and for reasons that have to do with evil, really with an evil interpretation of uh, Islamic extremism and hatred of the United States. This this uh, hatred that we've had to deal with, maybe because we're such a successful, na- successful nation and because uh, we prove when we're at our best the, the errors of their insane ideologies, whether it's communism or Islamic extremism or Nazism, and uh, for that they hate us. They didn't get the terrorists, Osama bin Laden, the rest. They did not get. I I, I can't figure out their strategic game. I think they mm-hmm. uh, they were it was they were punishing us for our support of Israel. Our support of Israel became stronger, right? I mean, we we there's no separating us from Israel, correct? And but whatever strategic aims they had, they did not fulfill. I don't think. Well, not in the short term. In the short term, they did not. You're absolutely right. First of all, I think their uh, goals were greater than we even realized. 
I think they thought they were going to crush us. And I think that, um, you know, they, they attacked our military, our military, what they would consider our military center, the Pentagon. They attempted to attack our political center. That would have been either the Capitol or the White House. And they, they attacked what they regarded to be our financial center. Yeah. Now they probably, they probably should have attacked the, the uh, stock exchange rather than the, the World Trade Center. But to them, the World Trade Center would, would evoke the center New York trade finance. And I think they thought they were going to crush us because up until then, they looked like a pretty weak country. You know, and Bin Laden had attacked us several times. Clinton's responses were pathetic. They were pathetically weak, uh, which, you know, reminds you of Chamberlain and Hitler. And I don't know when we ever going to learn that you do not, you, do, you don't coddle bullies. You just make them worse when you do that. And Democrats love to do that. And, um, I don't think he, he expected the response that he got out of Bush. I don't think he expected within five weeks they're going to be destroyed in Afghanistan. I kind of, well, I pointed out, I wish it was even sooner. I mean, some of us believe that that was one hell of a head start. He gave Al Qaeda. Oh, oh, yeah. I, 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 I think it should have been sooner also. Uh, can I but ask you this? Happened. You said in the short term they didn't reach their goal, but long term, what do you mean well, by long what? Long term, they are so much more patient than us, right? So I'm standing there today feeling very different than I ever did before. And uh, I had to leave early anyway, but I left earlier. Uh, I just couldn't be there with my orcas and, and, um, and Harris. And I mean, they've given our country away. And uh, I'm standing there. And every, every time I confront 9-11, and I've gone every year but the year that I had an operation on my knee, and uh, almost every year, certainly up until Biden, even through Obama, I always felt we were better prepared for terrorism. Right. In fact, I'd, I'd be questioned about that. And uh, uh, during, uh, well, let's say 2008, 2010, 2011, yeah, we we, we now have uh, uh, many, many more units in police departments like we had in New York, which, you know, we, we had and your dad improved and Bloomberg improved and they have them all over America now. This is the first time I actually feel, and maybe I didn't think about it the last couple of years, we're, we're much more danger now than we were on, 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 on in, in 2001. Uh, we literally have an open border in which, unless you're a stupid terrorist, you're sending people to the United States. Yeah. I mean, you have to be out of your mind not to take advantage of it. You know, um, if you don't mind, you saw Kamala Harris there, the vice president, and um, she said this a while back, and I'd like to – Play it for everybody. Not only a place on our calendars, but a place in our collective memory. December 7th, 1941. September 11th, 2001. And January 6th, 2021. <laughs> um, January 6th, you know, putting it on that level. And they've done it for political reasons, and I think that they actually have distracted law enforcement. The FBI now consumed with January 6th and sending SWAT teams to get these, you know, goofballs with the crazy hats. That has this, those words have made us demonstrably less safe. Yeah. If I have to explain the difference between, uh, January 6th and the first two things that she mentioned, then I can't even talk to you. I mean, there's no point even talking to you. Uh, how, how can you possibly compare the two things? Uh, even if we took the exaggerated version of January 6th, 
before all the truth has, you know, virtually cut it in half, a quarter. Uh, you know, six, uh, four people didn't die that day, uh, based on the protest. No one died that day based on the, there was not a single person found with a gun. Uh, there's no insurrection plan. Uh, the whole idea of insurrection is, is garbage. I mean, it's complete. It's in the, it's the, it's in the mind of Trump derangement syndrome, sick people. Uh, an insurrection without a gun, an insurrection without a plan of succession, an insurrection that n- no one knew who was in charge of it. Uh, and it's it's totally out. It's it makes no sense at all. But I I am concerned that that you're emphasis. Ab- you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. I mean, and, and imagine uh, we waste time. Just think of all the money we wasted on that. That could have been spent on securing a country against Islamic terrorists. Instead, what we've done is uh, we have broken down our single biggest defense against Islamic terrorists, which is stopping them at the border. If I if I run ISIS, I would be stupid not to be sending people into the United States in large numbers. I'd be I'd be I'd be an, I'd be an irresponsible leader of ISIS. So listen to this. There is a new deputy commissioner for terrorism at the NYPD. Her name is Rebecca Weiner, and she said, "What are you you know What are your priorities?" And the second priority she mentioned is fighting white supremacy in New York. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I am very much against white supremacy. If you, yeah. if you find it, I'll fight it. But you better find it. It's I mean, not, it's not a factor. It's just not a no, factor. No, it's a, it's an exceptional, weird thing that happens here and there. Hey, can I ask you, do you ever wonder what life would have been like for you had we not been attacked? Yeah, I, I, I pretty much, I had a book contract for $2 million. You, you already had that book contract. I had the book contract for $2 million. I had three or four offers. From law firms, so you were going to millions be, of dollars. You were going to be, <laughs> you were going to be rich one way or the other. <laughs> yeah, life would have been very comfortable, and um, uh, but do I regret? Do I regret what the? I mean, do you were, I, you were, well, do I regret what happened right to my country? My country? Uh, yes. Do I regret anything I've done? No. I, I, God, God, look, I don't even think you get a choice to do that. God yeah. decides what happens to you. Do you think you would have run for president had it not happened? I think I might have. You were thinking along those lines anyway. I, I might I might have. I might not have. Um, it would have been harder because I wouldn't have had quite the name recognition that I had. People love to say I was finished and, and ruined when 9-11 happened. I had a $2 million book contract. I had offers for uh, numerous jobs. My approval rating was... Uh, much higher than than yeah. uh, than uh, most mayors uh, leave it higher than higher than conscious when he left office. Uh, it became gigantic, and uh, I was still regarded as the mayor who turned around. Take September 11 away. So I'm still much. the mayor who turned around New York City, uh, fixed uh, welfare, uh, made uh, made New York City the the uh, number one city in America when it was a piece of you know what, when I came in, uh, and I was regarded as probably one of the most successful mayors of the 20th century who had to live with the burden of not being fairly covered in a liberal city. Yeah, and they were really like, because they saw you as, you know, not, you're not, but a lame duck so they could pick on you. Some of the tabloids, you know what I mean? Like right. the Daily News yeah. and stuff, but that's all garbage. It all evaporates. And also, all the all the um, low approval ratings I had in the city when they did that, I go up into the stratosphere in the suburbs. 
which is one of the reasons I, I could have possibly run for governor. And I'm thinking about one of the things that made me unpopular in my second term is I opposed the Brooklyn Library uh, desecration of uh, of the of the of the artwork on Mother Mary by putting bull dung on her. Robert Maplethorpe. Yeah. And my and they say I, I fought the I, I I was in conflict with the First Amendment. I know the First Amendment better than they do. I was in conflict with using state money, city money, yeah. to desecrate a religion. And if if that were Muhammad, they did that too, or that were Moses, they did that too. I'd have had the whole city behind me. Well, I I said to myself as a Christian, I'm not going to let them do to my religion. But I wouldn't if it were either one or the other two, I would have done the same thing. Hey, on that, have you noticed? I feel like as Christians, uh, a lot of us, myself sometimes included, we don't talk enough about the faith when it's not under attack. We wait around for it to be under attack. And then we start Terrible talking mistake. about it. It's a mistake, right? I think the, the, I think the reason we're in the trouble we're in is because we the first thing they did, and we let them get away with this, take God out of out of out of public discourse. Uh, I'm talking about prayer in school, uh, uh, and any displays of religion. It's as if it's as if they're it's as if it's satanic. You can wear an LGBTQ pride, whatever. With greater acceptance than wearing, say, a cross, a crucifix. Correct. And that's, quite frankly, on a lot of us Christians for not spreading the word, for not talking about the remarkable gifts that are available to each and every one of us through uh, the blood of Christ and God himself and reading the Bible. I mean, look, I can play the culture wars. I'm up there. I, I'm pretty good at fighting them, but... Forget about that. We have an obligation to talk. And I think you told me once, you actually, you know so much about theology, don't you? Well, I, I was, I wanted to be a priest for a good deal of my life. And I took five years of theology and five years of Latin and I was preparing to be, uh, to be a priest. And I changed my mind in the second year of college. That's amazing. And by the way, uh, yeah, back then, obviously there were more people considering the priesthood than there are today. Right. It was like Sean was, Hannity and me. <laughs> Sean Hannity, too. He it was, was he was in the minor seminary. Why? What, when you were thinking about it, what was motivating you along those lines? What was it about the priesthood that you thought maybe I should do that? Serving people. Hmm. I mean, to me, Christianity is summed up in, you know, I'll get judged uh, by Jesus and by God based on how I dealt with the least of his brethren. I think he gave us the way to heaven. And he said, you know, how are you going to deal with them? They're me. And I think serving, I think serving people, uh, and, and with whatever talents you have. I and mean, what, what is it? You, uh, we can't do everything, but what are the things that you can do to help people? So I look at, I looked at being mayor very much the same way as I looked at being a, being a priest or if I had, been, or, or a lawyer. My job is to serve people and to help, help people where I can use my talents for that. And I think that's where, when you feel most fulfilled. When I when somebody comes up to me and says to me, Mayor, you know, thank you. You gave me the work ethic. That's worth all the criticism, all the just one person can come up to me and say that the work ethic. Yeah, I have. I just had somebody do that a couple huh. of days ago, came up to me and said, you know, I was in I was in I was, I was in um, I was in high school. I was going to I was going to city a university and you made me work uh, 10 hours a day. Because up until then, you could get it for free. Ah! And that was one of the best things ever done for me. Wow. Wow. I, gra- I grabbed the guy. I hugged him. <laughs> uh, and Ted, uh, Ted Ted, wanted to take a, a film with him. And I said, no, we don't, we don't want to exploit him. 
Just, just, just my heart. Ted is uh, Ted is your absolute <laughs> awesome right hand man slash chief of staff.